welcome to House on 1500. This is episode 38. Hi, ladies. Hello. Hello. How's it going? So good. far, so good. Except so for far. my freedom <laughs> will be taken away today. Oh, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> How about we start with your low high since you just jumped yeah. right into it? Bye. I don't know why you would think I'm anxious to talk about it at all. So today <laughs> is November 3rd, 2021. Um, our school board meeting is today, and they will most likely vote to decrease public comment time, <sighs> despite all the best efforts of the people trying to tell them that that's not what we want. But they are insistent that it is better policy, and that the meeting that they're removing public comment time from isn't really geared toward the public. It, it's a workshop meeting, and so they shouldn't have to listen to the public then. But, whatever but like anyway so here's, here's my understanding right like public comment at the regular school board meeting has to be about what's on the agenda correct Mm-mm. no no it can be, it about, can be anything. about anything oh okay. yeah okay yeah but they're saying that because they don't vote at workshop meetings public comment is unnecessary but shouldn't but- they want it so that they can discuss all the things in their little sure. workshop you would meeting? think that sounds logical that. to me, but sure no, does. they would rather, because a lot of times what happens after workshop meetings is those ideas get fleshed out and then they send them off to committees to like further flesh right. them out. But then all these committees put all this work in. And I've had a board member tell me that by the time the committee comes to the board with a recommendation, they are very hesitant to alter it very much because the com- committee has put so much time into it already. So my thought is it's impractical to not hear from the public before the committee starts their process right. because the then if the committee the public wants. Yeah, cuz then if the committee hears something midway or at the end, they're probably already really loyal to their ideas too even if they might not have been the best ones had they heard the full scope of the situation. Yeah. So for sure. That is my argument but yeah anyway so that's frustrating that is dumb um and then the high is also kind of a high low but uh Kariah's boyfriend left on his mission and we got to be the high part is we got to be part of his setting apart and it was just really cool I was thinking about it and a, a year ago he was still not even into religion period right and mm. so for him to decide I mean, he only decided in like January of this year that he was going to serve a mission and to see like how dedicated he is. And, right. you know, I think it's one thing to um, n- not discounting it at all, but it's one thing to like have stayed consistent in uh, our church and then go on a mission and un- like plan for the two years that you're sacrificing and just be like, yep, that's a chunk of time that. I'm going to dedicate to the Lord and blah, blah, blah. And then to versus somebody who was just planning on living their life, how they planned it. And within nine months of making a decision, literally putting their life on hold for two years before they can get on to doing the things that they had planned on doing that. It, it just, it just has, has highlighted what a sacrifice two years is. It's a sacrifice either way. But one yeah. person has been planning on it and the other person 
kind of like, you know, leap of faith for real. Yeah. And so it, sure. it's been a really neat thing and it's been hard. My cry misses him a lot. There's a lot of things that she, you know, she would just call him after all the things. So I've been getting a lot of phone calls, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> but I think they spent a lot of time on the phone with each other, just being with each other, not necessarily like communicating with each other. Right. Sure. So, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, so that's the high. Nice. That's all right, cool. Megan. All right. Um, let's see. My high is, oh, okay. No, I got to start with my low. My low <laughs> is we keep getting dogs <laughs> for our breeding program, which is also a high because these are dogs that are great dogs that we would like to breed and like with have good they're the right breed and they're the right size and you know like it's all really good things for the kind of dogs we would like to create in the world Mm -hmm. but that means I currently have four dogs in my house again (laughs) and and the one that we just acquired on Sunday um I don't know what kind of training he did or did not receive uh, but it's not great training regardless. Oh, so all the other dogs that we've kind of acquired have just kind of melted into our life and it's been fine. Like it's been a lot of dogs, but they've been super manageable and it's been fine while we yeah. wait to like run their genetics or find them a guardian home or whatever. But this dog um, <laughs> is, I mean, he's 10 months old, but he's a big dog because he's full grown now. And he- he does not understand for personal space in any way, shape, or form. He wants Wait, to... which dog is this? Oh, is this another this, one? This is another one. What? Yes, Megan. yes, it is. This is Patrick. He is a male Wheaton Terrier. And the only reason that Alex even like thought about it is because there are zero male Wheaton Terriers out there that have not been neutered. So... Sure. This, this way we can breed Wheatons, full Wheatons, or do Woodles either way, like some, which is a breed that we really, really enjoy. Anyway, so that was the only reason that we even considered it, and then we picked him up. So, so how big is he? He said he's a bigger dog. Uh, I mean, he's like he's bigger than Scout. So, but he's probably he's less. He may be 40, 35 to forty, but he's oh, just yeah. Well, currently, he's at the groomers. Because he's super fluffy and (laughs) the best part, he can't see. He cannot see. His hair is so long. It's over his face. And yesterday he was running in our yard and he ran into a very small tree. (laughs) Like it's a new tree we planted. So it's very thin and he ran right into it (laughs) because he couldn't see it. So we'll see. Oh my goodness. I shouldn't have laughed so hard, but it was so funny. He was so that surprised. Was he's like, oh, where did that come from? Anyway, so he's just, he's just yeah. a big dog who doesn't know his size and he doesn't know his strength and he just wasn't trained super great yet. So we're having to do some work, which is fine, but he's not melted into our life quite as easily as some of the other dogs have. I was going to say, Megan, that's actually pretty good odds that this is like the first one that's kind of like... I know. You know what I mean? I would think he'd I think he'd run into that more. You so. would think, but we've been really lucky. But it was anyway, so that's kind of my high and my low. We're really excited about some of the future dogs that we can create and make and help, you know, send out into the world. But 
currently he's a lot. <laughs> he's just <laughs> a lot. So it's a little bit of Patrick. my low also. Patrick. That's funny. Okay. Um, so for me, um, let's see. I, um, I don't really have a low. So yeah. All right. Your life is just move, sunshine move and along there. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my high, well, I mean, I feel like I've got a lot too. So um, today's my son's birthday. So he's my youngest. He is today. And it's fun just because he's excited about his birthday. You know, it's always fun when someone's excited. So he um, asked if he could stay home from school, but our compromise was just half the day. So he went downstairs and slept in the basement so he wouldn't be woken up by his brother's alarm mm. and everything and we do an under the bed present so you can wake up and just have a present under your bed that's a tradition from my husband's family um but i guess i i got to sleep in this morning me and my husband rotate he wakes up with the kids and stuff and so it was my turn to sleep in but apparently mark said that he woke up like at seven so he didn't really sleep in because he was so excited for his birthday. So oh. <laughs> I just think that's really cute. And yeah. we're doing um, an escape room tonight with the family. And it's a Harry Potter themed escape room. So I'm oh, excited fun. about that. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be good. Yeah. It's fun. So yeah, I think that's fun. kind of everything. I don't know. And it's getting like cold and chilly. And that's kind of fun because you get to wear all the sweaters and get all the blankets. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All the cozy things. Okay. Yeah, all the cozy things. I was on topic um, for this podcast, and I thought it would be fun if we did some Thanksgiving trivia. Sounds fun. So Yay. some of these things I did not know. In fact, most of them I did not know. So this should be interesting. All righty. Let's start with um, under which president did Thanksgiving become an annual holiday? Oh, nope. Nope. I don't even think I can guess. Let me think. I. No, that's probably too. That nope. That was too late. Um, came before Reagan. The president before Reagan. The president. (laughs) There's many presidents before Reagan. I'm gonna say yes. You're right about that. (laughs) I'm gonna say John Quincy Adams. No. It uh, was Abraham Lincoln. Oh, so oh, I was traditionally, say that. I was like, no way. <laughs> yes. So traditionally, presidents would declare a day, like sporadically declare a day for Thanksgiving. But it wasn't until 1863 when Lincoln proclaimed the day, the last Thursday of November, to become an annual holiday. So oh. there you go. There. Why? I think it is interesting that he picked a Thursday. Is there I any agree. any information no, on why he picked the last Thursday? He did not say that. Huh? Yeah. So he's okay. the one that made it uh, actual an annual holiday. Before that, it was hit or miss with whether or not you would celebrate it or the president would declare it. And actually, Thomas Jefferson did not want – he was the one president that was very adamant about not declaring it a federal holiday because he was so adamant about keeping church and state separate. And knowing that there were prayers happening on Thanksgiving. So oh, he was he did not want to mix those two. So he was very much like, this should not be a federal holiday. If states want to do it, cool. But I, he did not even want to make it. Hmm. So anyway, well, that was interesting. So 
a side note, I think they mm-hmm. should do that with Halloween. Like, I realize that Halloween is a specific date, but I mm-hmm. wish it wasn't. I wish it was just mm-hmm. the last Friday of October. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that could, be, I could make sense. Um, okay. Do you guys watch the uh, Macy's Thanksgiving parade? No. Nope. Okay. Then we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> but this is just tidbit information. The last, um, how the Macy's Thanksgiving parade and Americans Thanksgiving parade conclude is with the arrival of Santa Claus. I did know that actually. My in-laws watched the Macy's Thanksgiving parade, but I do not. And that movie, that movie, you know, Miracle on 34th. Yep. That's the one that teaches you that too. All right. Um, the next question, thing is okay this will because we have canadian heritage okay so thanksgiving in the u.s is celebrated on the fourth tuesday which i think reagan actually switched it to the fourth abraham lincoln had it on the third whatever it's on a thursday guys and so (laughs) canada's thanksgiving is when do you guys know isn't it october 1st it's some early October. Yes, early October. I think I it's the first Monday in October, or the seventh. The seventh. You're, really, you're really close. It's the second Monday of October. Uh, second, second Monday, Monday of October. October. Yes. So oh, it I says, did know it was not the beginning of the month. I did. I remember. See, I thought it was October first, Megan, as well. I thought it, I knew. I thought it was the really yeah the very first. Yeah. But so That's second Monday. The Canadian Independence Day is July first. Yeah. Mm, maybe, maybe that's, that's where I'm getting it mixed up. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. So Canadian Thanksgiving shares many aspects that American Thanksgiving does right down to the turkey. Um, Canadian Thanksgiving can be traced back to 1578 when Martin Frobisher gave thanks to God sure. for surviving the trip from England um, in the late 1600s. Hmm. So there you go. Um, okay, where is the only place in Australia where Thanksgiving is celebrated? Just list off all those countries in Australia, guys. All the cities that I know. Yeah. There's (laughs) Perth and there's Sydney and there's Bristol. Bristol, and that's probably all I know. (laughs) That's good. That's good. But you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) It is North Port. Melbourne. That's one of them, right? Anyway, sorry. Yes. No, it's Norfolk Island. So this custom was brought by Americans. It is the only place that celebrates Thanksgiving in Australia. Nobody else does. Isn't that interesting? interesting. Um, Okay, what food was present at the first Thanksgiving but is rarely eaten at Thanksgiving now? Deer. Corn. (laughs) Corn is eaten all the time. What are you talking about? People don't have corn. Yes, they, they do. Potatoes. I don't ever see corn at Thanksgiving. I never see corn. I at do. Thanksgiving. Well, your Thanksgiving really? is well. Weird. You guys are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's deer. I think it's deer. You're you're, you're close because that actually was the meat that the Native Americans brought to Thanksgiving was deer venison. Mm-hmm. But the food that was present that isn't really very like I've never seen it is seafood. Oh, oh, I so, didn't know that too. I did not. Wow. Know these are good with this random information. It's awesome. Well, not so, that I'm recalling it at the right time. <laughs> so, I know, this is when you can pull it out at the podcast. Come on, Em. You're right. Sorry. But I did know that just because it, it, 
where I believe where it was first celebrated is really close to yes the a ocean, coast. and so yeah, so of course they were going to have yeah. seafood. It makes sense. It was yeah. the food that was easy to get. So yeah. William Bradford um, said in his journal about the first Thanksgiving, for as some were thus employed in affairs abroad, others were exercised in fishing about cod, bass, and other fish of, fish of which they took great store, of which every family had their portion. So yeah. it was a plenty. plenty. So <clears throat> okay, so green bean casserole, you guys love it, right? No. Roast. What? Oh, I Ew. love green beans. <laughs> no. Disgusting. I, I will eat it once a year, but I never want it any I other time. I will never eat it. <laughs> Interesting. Ew. It is like my family's favorite, one of my fa- family's favorite giving no. side dishes. In fact, Ew. my oldest requested it for her birthday several years in a row because she loves it that much. <laughs> for the main meal? For the main no. course? Just a side. Yeah. Oh. No, but she loves it. But apparently it's an acquired thing because we're doing um, a loss in Thanksgiving this year here in Colorado. And mm-hmm. so my father-in-law was giving out assignments and he, we have, we're going to have about like maybe 50 ish people there. Mm-hmm. And so he was talking about us doing the green bean casserole and he's mm-hmm. like, okay, so I'm just going to six times that recipe. And I was like, Oh, Carl, I don't think, I think we're the only ones that like it because yeah. I've heard everybody say how much they don't like it. I'm like, I don't think we need a six times as recipe. Like, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> my family thing. So that's funny. Okay. Well, what decade was a green bean casserole, a Thanksgiving staple in many households, first created? The 40s. Ooh, I, I want to say so 70s or 80s. Ooh. That's my guess. Okay. So 1955 specifically. Oh. <laughs> so the green bean casserole was created by the Campbell Soup Company. So there you go. Makes sense. It does Gross. make sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is a wobbly red piece of flesh on top of the beak of a turkey called? The waddle. Yes. The, no. On top oh, that's of the below. Isn't What's the, the top? Ooh. The waddle is underneath. So that's yeah, good. the top is called the. Oh, I know this. Oh, it's in my brain somewhere. Why? It's called the. Um, this is impressive. The... Weird and interesting. And now I don't what? remember. Tell my me what it starts with. What letter? It starts with an S. Oh, I do not know. Oh, I don't know. It's not going to come. <laughs> but I remember hearing it one time because I thought that was interesting and weird. Right? Okay, it's called a snood. That's right. Huh? A snood. <laughs> yes, Annie, you were validated that that is the correct answer. Megan, did you? <laughs> I'm just telling my brain that it was right. Like it sounded right when I heard it. Anyway, <laughs> funny. Okay, what are most turkey feathers used for after the turkey is plucked? Oh, quills. I don't know who you still use them, they but that's still what I think. used or they were. Used? I don't know, but no, that's no, what I'm, I'm guessing. Oh no, no, it doesn't. <laughs> oh. it, it sounds like it's a current thing. Like a they current thing. Do this. I so have I don't no think... idea. Um, okay. it's just stuff. It's just stuffed furniture. Stuffed furniture with turkey feathers. <laughs> All good guesses. <laughs> All safe, safe answers here. Um, okay, so feathers. <laughs> Feathers from the birds, like turkey and chickens, are ground up and used as protein in animal feed. Oh, Gross. there you go. Yep. 
they have a bunch of there's going to be enough protein in a feather to yeah apparently there is a bunch of keratin so cows oh sure um, things like that will eat them they'll be part of the feed i still like my idea of stuffing furniture (laughs) this came from your great-grandfather's thanksgiving (laughs) okay so i got one last one what state raises the most turkeys um iowa state would raise a turkey let me think i don't know <laughs> uh that seems weird brain why would you suggest that uh oh i know no i don't what? but i'm gonna say florida oh. okay <laughs> nope and i right. said Iowa, is it maine is the other one maine minnesota uh minnesota. with 41 million turkeys raised this was in 2015 so minnesota tops the charts for turkey production next up is north carolina mm. Then Arkansas. Nope, but none of our guesses were correct. <laughs> Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. All right, last little question. It's not a, a thing, but what is your favorite food at Thanksgiving? Ham. <laughs> not turkey. <laughs> no, for real. I if there's turkey or ham, I will take the ham every time. Sure. No, I I agree with you. Um, I. I really like a sweet potato, but not the marshmallow yams. Mm-hmm. I don't like those at all. But yeah. I really like just a sweet potato with some like butter and cinnamon and sugar. Yum. Oh, or a sweet potato that. with feta cheese. That's delicious. That was Ooh. delicious. That was I've a new one. That. And I liked it a lot. Oh, yeah. that's I also good. like to add avocado to it. Wow. Yum. Yeah. Oh, that I don't, I have not done that. Really good. That's awesome. Not mix it up. Like you have to have them. You have to be able to see. I also like a good stuffing. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, I hated stuffing growing up. I know like, I didn't really like it did it, but I right. liked it. But I started liking it in my late thirties. I didn't like it before that. Right. Well, it's, I think probably because the onion was at least yeah. the way that our dad prepared it was a very, you know, from scratch. Yeah, yeah no, it wasn't the onion. I just did not like whatever was going on. I didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I really like rolls. Rolls are probably I mean, they're like everywhere, but I feel like that's really yummy. And I obviously like green bean casserole. <laughs> oh, there you go. Judge if you want. Um, I okay, also like time. the after meal better than the yeah. actual meal. I like, like a, a roll with some turkey and some mayo and mustard. Mm-hmm. Delish. For sure. So good. Take out the mayo and mustard. <laughs> and that's just dry and boring. I know, oh, dry and boring. Cranberry sauce on it, and it's delicious. Yeah. Oh, but that's totally different then. <laughs> Megan, have you tried the linden sauce that, um, like IKEA makes? Oh yeah. No, nope, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, I don't go to IKEA, so I have no idea. Oh, I know what you're talking about, and that okay. would be good. It, yes, I think I prefer that over cranberry. But... Oh, it's berry esque. Yes, it's very yeah. It's a very linden similar. berry. Megan, mm-hmm. you've had it at Dad and Emma's because you usually eat it with uh, meatballs. Oh, with- yeah, that is good. Okay, so yeah, I've yeah. Had- yeah, yeah. Okay, last, last, last question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's your favorite pie? <laughs> pumpkin, pecan. So oh no, good. not pumpkin. 
What came no, out of my cherry. mouth? What what did did I say? You're cherry. Cherry. <laughs> cherry. Okay. I, was about, I was about to say the world has ended because Emily said pumpkin was her I favorite. Because I was going to say, didn't you? You don't like pumpkin, right? Pumpkin pie. I, pumpkin's fine. I think that's just what I think. I think I was just thinking Thanksgiving. But oh, cherry yeah. pie is superior to all the pies no. all the time, every day. Pecan pie, 100% all day. Yeah. I do like a good pecan pie. I really do. But if I only get one, then it will be cherry. It's going to be cherry. But is that, yep. I mean, does that happen a lot in Thanksgiving? Do you see that? He always brings it. I always bring okay. it. <laughs> I have never not had a Thanksgiving with cherry pie. Okay. In fact, yeah. I even think that when we went to Chukarama, there was cherry pie. So, okay. There you go. Um, I don't, I don't think good pumpkin, but I also, and it's not um, holiday appropriate. I love a good key lime pie. Oh, well, for sure. I mean, so pecan is my favorite Thanksgiving holiday pie. Okay. My favorite like fallish pie. And then mm-hmm. key lime pie mm-hmm. is my favorite rest of the year pie. Sure. I like a good chocolate mousse too, like for Thanksgiving, if there's like a kind of a chocolatey oh, mousse. But, and see, that. this is why cherry is superior because it is all seasons, all the time. Fourth of <laughs> July, cherry pie. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas, cherry pie. Guess what? I, just could bring, I could bring a pecan pie for Fourth of July. I could totally do that. Yeah, yeah. but is it red, white, or blue? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny really last last one with your pie (laughs) (laughs) do you like it with ice cream or whipped topping (laughs) (laughs) Um, questions you guys i'm sad that i don't know the answers so i have to i just don't know why you keep prefacing it with last Because I keep, it's like I'm trying to say another. Come up with something else. So I can think of a lot of other adjectives to use. Um, I prefer (laughs) homemade whipped topping, but if it's really warm, I'll take an ice cream. But I really just usually eat it plain. Yeah, that's how I like it. I don't. Oh yeah. With a pecan, I don't want either. I don't want ice cream or. Well, it's very sweet. Pecan is sweet on its own. You don't need anything yeah. else. Yeah. And then with key lime, there's always a little bit of whipped topping on it, mm-hmm. but I don't need a lot. Yeah. So, so I guess I'm a neither. Yeah. I or don't, I don't. Yeah. I like, I like a warm pie unless it's key lime, obviously. But, um, so if it's a pumpkin or anything else, another fruit variety then I like, I don't, I don't really care. So I'm good with whatever, but I do like to have it with something. So I don't like to eat mm-hmm. it just. Yeah. So. There you go. All right. Well, there you go. Hey, Annie, is that our last question? <laughs> Any more last questions? <laughs> That's the final question, guys. So we're done. Whatever. You're going to hang up and you're going to call us and be like, actually, I had one more. I have one more question. <laughs> I text, text us. About knowing these things about you guys and impress that you guys had in the recesses of your brain, though they did not come when you needed them. <laughs> no. Some of this information. That's impressive. All of this is new to me. I did not know any of it. So the only one that was in the recess of my brain truly was the snood. That was oh, the only snood. one. I even got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right, you guys. All right. Thanks, Annie. Yep. Talk to you later. Bye. See ya. Bye.